That is how you start a season. Hell of a game for the Kansas City Chiefs. Not everything was perfect, but they did a lot of good things in this football game to pick up the win on the road in what felt like a home game with a lot of Chiefs fans there. You could hear the tomahawk chop, so if you were out there, obviously props to you Chiefs fans. Uh, I had a couple of friends of mine actually who were at the game, so obviously everybody uh, had a great time in LA. If you're a Chiefs fan, that is. Uh, but uh, really, I don't think you could have asked for much more from Patrick Mahomes uh, in his... Really, I mean, this was essentially the start of the Mahomes era. Forget about last year, the Week 17 game, and those preseason games that he had last season. And all the concerns that we had in the offseason with the interceptions, well, you can put that all to rest because Pat Mahomes, he played like a grown man in this game. And we're going to get into that. Tyreek Hill, the defense, special teams, some good, some bad, but at the end of the day, it is a win, and we are here recapping a victory for the Kansas City Chiefs here on the Chiefs Zone Podcast. My name is Farzim Vasuki, and I appreciate all of you guys downloading and listening to this episode of the Chiefs Zone Podcast. Hope you all had a great weekend, a great NFL Sunday. Uh, now uh, they're back, so definitely enjoyed that uh, a lot a lot of crazy games uh, to start off the season some surprises uh, a lot of question marks going into week two but man uh, if you're a Chiefs fan that could not have gone better to start off the season 77% of the national pundits uh, on uh, according to NFL pickwatch.com they picked the Chiefs to lose to the Chargers 77% obviously a wide majority there and there could have been various reasons for that. The defense, as we saw, a lot of uh, a lot of holes on this defense that definitely need to be patched up. Uh, a brand new quarterback under center, but obviously proved a lot of people wrong in this game. And hopefully that continues on to week two. We'll touch on week two a little bit in this podcast. I know there's not a preview episode, but what we saw from Pittsburgh, man, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I am kind of thinking ahead a little bit, wondering... What if the Chiefs have a similar game as Cleveland's defense, only with a better offense out there taking advantage of those mistakes? We'll talk about that later on in the podcast. Uh, big thanks to all of you guys, by the way, for coming out to the Facebook Live video uh, we did at halftime and after the game. I was kind of nervous because generally when uh, the Chiefs win games, uh, or if they're leading at halftime, nobody shows up for these kinds of things. But I guess uh, I got my message out uh, during the offseason that I, you know, I want people to come out for the Facebook Lives at halftime and after the game, win or lose, uh, or, or, or draw as we saw in week one with, uh, with, with one game. Uh, I, listen, I know if the Chiefs lose or have a terrible game, there will be double the amount of viewers just because that's how things work sometimes. Uh, but nonetheless, we had a lot of people come out for the uh, Facebook Live video, so I appreciate all of you guys who did that. If you guys want to do that, we'll do it again at halftime and after the game. Facebook.com slash Farzine Vesugian. That's my Facebook page. Give it a like. Never too late to join in on the party. Uh, very fun to do, so I enjoy doing that with you guys. Again, Facebook.com slash Farzine Vesugian. Give it a like. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at Farzine21. That's the tweet machine. Give me a follow on there and email me as well, Farzine at Farzine Vesugian. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. I mentioned on Facebook Live, I'm trying to get the podcast out there on Spotify. I know some people like to use Spotify uh, as a place to to download their podcast. So 
Uh, I am working on that. So if Spotify is your preference and you really want to use that instead of iTunes or Google Play, we are going to try to work on that. Uh, hopefully before the end of the month, we can get it on there uh, and uh, more people can uh, check out the podcast if they only use Spotify. So that will obviously be only a good thing. So uh, definitely going to try to spread this out uh, a little bit more as we can. So uh, if, you, if you're wanting Spotify, we're, uh, we're working on that. So please be patient as we try to work on those logistics. All right, I, I mean, let's talk about the game. A lot to be excited about here. However, some people are complaining a lot. I, I'm seeing it on social media. Some people only want to talk about the defense and how bad it was. Folks, listen, 6% of the season is over. And after next week, one-eighth of the season will be complete. So at the end of the day, you cannot get too worked up about how bad the defense was in a game where you won by two possessions. Two possessions on the road against a very good offensive football team. Let's not forget this Chargers football team, they really started rolling in the second half of the season. In fact, they got close to Kansas City in the second half of the season, as close enough to where they tied for first place at one point. And Kansas City, eventually they created a gap between themselves and the Chargers, only by one game though, but at the end of the day, they still managed to come away with the AFC West, but you know the Chargers are going to be competitive in this division. A lot of people are picking the Chargers to win the AFC West, so the Chiefs need to do anything and everything to make sure that they are going to be better on all three phases of the game. And when you come away with a win, especially against a divisional opponent on the road, you take it. Folks, please don't complain about the defense too much. Yes, there is room for improvement. We're going to talk about that a lot this week. But at the end of the day, if you win, especially when it's a divisional game, and it's going to make a big impact when we look at the standings in December, I mean, a win's a win. Wins never come easy in the NFL. All 16 teams, well, I shouldn't say 16 because we did see the Steelers and the Browns tie, but any of the teams that do win in Week One, even if if they if it's the Ravens blowing out the Bills, they, all of the teams that come out victorious in Week One have a lot to work on going into Week Two. Maybe we don't see it as fans or people in the media, but coaches see a lot of things that we don't see, and they're always working on those kinds of things in practice. So you take this win, you take this 1-0 start, you go over to Pittsburgh and you look at their weaknesses and how you try to exploit that even better, and you try to go 2-0 as you start the season back-to-back on the road, and you go into your home opener with a 2-0 record. I mean, that would be great if the Chiefs started the season like that. Here's a look at the Chiefs' schedule late in the season uh, after Thanksgiving. Well, during Thanksgiving, they have the bye week. And then in the final five weeks of the season, you have only two road games, three of them at home. In fact, you finish uh, three of your last four games at home. And among those five games after the bye week, three of them are divisional games, twice against the Raiders, once against the Chargers. And at that point, if you can win those games, especially with a lot of them at home, you can control the AFC West. 
So far, the Chiefs are in complete control with a win over the Chargers and a 1-0 record, a 1-0 overall record, plus a 1-0 division record definitely helps out. So you take these wins while you can get them. And the Chiefs are going to need them because the AFC is going to be very competitive this year, especially the division. A lot of people feel feel like the division's wide open, and uh, if that's the case, you definitely want to take advantage of that if you're the Chiefs and be the top dog in the division. So right now, that is the case for the Chiefs. And let's get right into it, man. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, what a game for him. Completed 15 of 27 passes, not the greatest completion uh, attempt ratio, but he threw for 256 yards, four touchdowns, was sacked just once in this game, and had a passer rating of 127.5. He had nine and a half yards per attempt. And I want to look at those last two stats I read. 127.5 passer rating, 9.5 yards per attempt. If you want to look at last year's passing stats, who had the highest passer rating in the NFL? Well, the quarterback that had it had a 104.7 passer rating. And that quarterback, by the way, ended up being last year's starting quarterback for the Chiefs, Alex Smith, who is now with the Redskins, as we all know. So obviously, Pat Mahomes start with a passer rating above last year's league leader in Alex Smith. Now, look at the other stat I read, yards per attempt. Drew Brees had an 8.09 yard per attempt stat. And by the way, Alex Smith was second with 8 yards flat per attempt. Mahomes had 9.5 yards per attempt, obviously topping that as well. So this is a great start for Patrick Mahomes in the Patrick Mahomes era here. Could not ask for a better start and obviously got to thank Tyree Kill. He's a huge reason for that. Seven catches in this game for 169 yards, a pair of receiving touchdowns, had four yards on the ground. Not much, but he also had that 95-yard punt return, or 95-punt uh, return yards, excuse me, total. And as far as all-purpose yards, 268 all-purpose yards to start off the season. Look at Kareem Hunt last year in week one in that NFL kickoff game against the Patriots. 246 total yards from scrimmage and three touchdowns in this game. So the Chiefs seem to have a thing to have guys uh, have a monster game to start off week one and have three touchdowns in the game. Tyreek Hill was in the concussion protocol, but seemed like he passed it with flying colors as he did come back right away. So very good to see he he was uh, all right and uh, d- didn't uh, deal with any serious head injuries uh, from that uh, from that catch attempt he had where he dove and uh, landed on his head, uh, making that catch coming down. But uh, Tyreek Hill was the only viable target, uh, at least on a consistent basis. Because if you look at the rest of the uh, receiving stats, Anthony Sherman, Sammy Watkins, Chris Conley, Spencer Ware, Travis Kelsey, and DeAnthony Thomas all combined for eight catches For 87 yards and just two touchdowns. Now the two touchdowns sounds nice. Which came from Anthony Sherman and DeAnthony Thomas. uh, Threw that beautiful dart to Anthony Sherman in the second half. And then had had that one of those uh, interesting uh, toss plays. Just right in front of him uh, on a trick play to DeAnthony Thomas. And they ran the same exact play to Tyreek Hill. Only difference was it was on the other side of the field. 
and LA's defense had no idea what was going on. The uh, time when when DeAnthony Thomas took it to to the end zone, he could have walked it in uh, because that's how confused LA's defense was. The second time around, uh, LA's defense was on their toes, but not by much. They just knew what was going on. It was a little too late to react to it as Tyreek Hill easily got it to the end zone. So, Sherman and Dat each had one catch. Uh, Sherman for 36 yards, Dat for just one yard. Watkins, however, had three catches for 21 yards. Travis Kelsey, he had one catch and uh, had dropped another pass. He was targeted six times. Watkins was targeted five times in this game. Uh, so, you didn't have a whole lot of action in the passing game outside of Tyreek Hill. A wide majority of Mahomes' uh, yardage in this game went to Tyreek Hill. 169 yards uh, from the 256 total passing yards that Mahomes had in this game went to Tyreek Hill. Again, not a bad thing. Obviously, Tyreek Hill's a phenomenal player and probably the best offensive weapon in the NFL. Now he's really making a, a, a name for himself as one of the best wide receivers in the NFL next to Julio Jones, Antonio Bryan, and a couple of others. Uh, so it definitely shows you what the Chiefs are capable of with this offense, and Tyreek Hill's a, a big reason for that. And I mentioned this during the Facebook Live video. Look, you're not going to be able to get a big game from all of your offensive key players. You, I mean, you're not going to get 100 yards from Kelsey, Watkins, Hill, uh, and 100 rushing yards from Kareem Hunt every single game. You're, a couple of these guys will have big games, and the rest might have a fairly quiet game. So uh, it'll vary from, from game to game. Last year we saw from the big three, Hunt, Kelsey, and, and Hill, two of them would have big games, while the third person out would, would have a fairly quiet game. And, and that's that's because defenses will focus in on someone. And as plays develop and as games go along, They'll, they'll be focused and they'll zero in on one of those guys, but they'll forget about one or, or maybe even two of them that the Chiefs are gifted and so fortunate to have so many great players on this offense that a defense cannot account for everybody. They just can't. And, you know, probably focus in on a lot with, with Watkins and Kelsey and maybe the running game as the Chiefs were fairly quiet in that category. But, man, they just had no answer for Tyreek Hill in this football game. As I mentioned, the seven catches plus that punt return that he took back for a touchdown to start things off. Uh, could not have started off the season any more exciting than that. Uh, but, listen, uh, I'm sure next week we'll see a better game from Sammy Watkins and Travis Kelsey. You're going to need them against a team who the Chiefs have struggled against quite a lot. So you definitely want that when you get ready to face uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, sure, they had a draw against the, the, the Browns, but you know they're going to be pissed off and they're going to come out next week wanting to win in their home opener. So, And, of course, we'll touch on that a little bit later. But, look, I'm not going to go crazy about Kelsey's one catch and the other one being dropped and being targeted six times. I'm sure he'll have a better game the following season. I'm, I'm sure he'll do much better as the season goes along. I mentioned the running game. Not great. Uh, not bad. I mean, a little bit of a mix of both here. Uh, Kareem Hunt ran 16 times for 49 yards. Spencer Ware Back in his first game after missing all of last season, three times for 32 yards. And Mahomes also uh, scrambling five times for 21 yards. So overall, as a uh, rushing unit, and of course, uh, Tyreek Hill had a couple of carries for four yards. Uh, but overall, uh, running game, kind of a non-factor. They didn't do a whole lot in this football game. And even when the Chiefs had the ball inside the five, 
Uh, they wanted to, they tried to punch it in with Mahomes, but then they started to go pass heavy uh, in wanting to get it in uh, through the air. And they did, did that with the uh, that trick play, that doing it for a second time. That time, it was the Tyreek Hill. Offensive line, I've got to say, they blocked very well in this game. They helped Mahomes a lot until about midway through the fourth quarter. Mahomes didn't deal with a whole lot of pressure in this game, and when he did deal with pressure, he stayed very calm, very poised, very relaxed. And that is something we didn't see much of when Alex Smith was in Kansas City. We already saw Mahomes deal with that in preseason games and in that Week 17 game. When he dealt with it, he was very calm. And the things that we saw him do in those preseason games, he did it in this game. And we saw a very relaxed Patrick Mahomes when he dealt with the pressure. And that's obviously something you need in your quarterback. You want your quarterback to stay focused and not make uh, any mistakes or throw ill-advised passes. Uh, I'm sure they'll come. And it happens to every quarterback. But you won't see it from Mahomes on a consistent basis when he's dealing with some pass rushers. You guys know me. That was my biggest concern with Mahomes. Coming into this season. And so far, you're off to a great start with him. You put up 31 points just on offense on the scoreboard. The other 7 points coming from Tyree Kill on special teams. But man, oh man, uh, you've got to feel really good about Patrick Mahomes in this game. And I want to throw out a uh, stat comparison here. Deshaun Watson went up against the Patriots today. 17 of 34 passing, 176 yards One touchdown, one pick, and a 62.9 passer rating. Pat Mahomes, on the other hand, far better stats. 15 of 27, two completions shorter, but had more yards, 256, four touchdowns, no picks, and a far better passer rating, 127.5. I've read you Mahomes' stat line before. uh, Just outplaying Watson on a a head-to-head comparison. And uh, you got to really like uh, what you saw. From Patrick Mahomes in this football game. Completions would have been nicer. Few passes overthrown. But hey. uh, Rivers overthrew some of his guys in this game. And uh, I know that defense lucked out a lot. And I'll get into that shortly. But uh, gotta love what you saw from Patrick Mahomes. In what was the start of the Patrick Mahomes era. For the Kansas City Chiefs franchise. Uh, By the way. I want to go back to Tyreek Hill for a second. Because uh, according to NFL.com's Next Gen Stats. Tyreek Hill was the uh he basically owned the two fastest plays in week 1 so far uh that 58 yard catch and run he had uh which was the second touchdown of the game he ran 21.95 miles per hour and on the punt return touchdown he ran 21.78 miles per hour so he had the two fastest runs of week 1 so far so in other words uh, not that this is breaking news, but Tyreek Hill's really fast. That's all those next-gen stats are really saying. They're just even more fun to look at when you see in detail how fast he is. And my only concern at this point, I know uh, Dan Fouts kind of touched on this. He said his only concern was if Tyreek Hill gets tired from doing too much. And my other concern was, what if he gets hurt from doing too much? That's why I'm hoping that you get Sammy Watkins and Travis Kelsey stepping up again. You you see Kareem Hunt and the running back step up and do better uh, in the following weeks because you need Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill can, if he has one catch for 10 yards, does that mean Tyreek Hill had a bad game? No, he could be used as a distraction, as a decoy 
to pull in multiple defensive backs when that opens up the door for guys like Travis Kelsey and Sammy Watkins. Uh, And Chris Conley also contributed in this game too. So uh, Tyree Kill, even if he doesn't have a sexy stat line, that doesn't mean he did terrible. It could mean that he pretty much occupied a lot of these defensive backs to open up the door for some of these other guys to get open. Uh, downfield so there are so many things that you can do on this offense Uh, even with your key players if they don't have a great game that doesn't mean they they did bad uh, in the game Uh, stat sheet wise may not look pretty but that's that doesn't tell the story at the end of the day as we all know so hopefully we can see that uh, from Tyreek Hill and uh, the rest of the offensive crew that 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 Pat Mahomes has to work with really a great crew uh, moving forward, uh, this is going to be a big factor for the Chiefs, especially w- when they're dealing with uh, a lot of teams in the AFC that are uh, that have pass rushing duos, a very good pass rushing duo, uh, especially here in the AFC West. I know Khalil Mack is gone, but still in those division games, you you, you can never take those lightly. Never in any NFL game you can take lightly, but more so those division games, you know uh, both teams are always just a little more amped up when it comes to those divisional matchups. Two big takeaways from the offense. Number one, the Kansas City Chiefs were 29th in the red zone last year. 45% efficiency in the red zone. Uh, On Sunday, they were 2-for-2 in the red zone. Getting into the end zone, both red zone trips. So, I'm pretty happy with that. A good start in that red zone category under Patrick Mahomes. The second big thing I've got to say... Never thought I would say this, but I loved Andy Reid's play calls in this game. They were great. And by the way, I have no issue with the aggressiveness near the end of the game with about four minutes to go when the Chiefs had possession. They uh, had a three and out uh, when the Chiefs could have uh, chewed up some cloth. A lot of people complained about that. Listen, here's how this works. If Andy Reid tries to be aggressive and it doesn't work out, Chiefs fans complain. And they say Andy Reid could have taken some time off the clock. If Andy Reid takes time off the clock and just tries to run it in the middle of the the field but can't get a first down, everyone's going to say, well, he's being too conservative and he's too scared to take a shot downfield. You can never win in those situations. You just can't. But at the end of the day, the Chiefs won by two possessions. I'm taking that. There's no, I mean, there are no issues uh, with, with, with how this game went. The play calls were great. You called the same trick play twice inside the five, and you threw off the Chargers defense both times. The second time, they were a little bit more aware of it, but there was not enough time for them to react and close in on the play on Tyree Kill as he was in the end zone. Uh, it was just a very well-executed play. A very well-executed game, I should say. At the end of the day, they had a great game plan, and they executed it perfectly. And I'm sure that special teams play from Tyreek Hill, after forcing a three and out from the Chargers, I'm sure that really set the tone, and it just only made the offense more ecstatic to to go out there and play with exuberance and dominate on on the scoreboard the way they did. Now we got to switch over to the other side of the football on defense, because... Wasn't all perfect for the Chiefs. The defense allowed 509 yards uh, t- uh, total from the uh, from the Chargers. I'll just mention three things quickly here. Number one, they were without Eric Berry. One player, even as great as Eric Berry, won't make the world's difference. 
But his presence, I still think, would have helped. Maybe a few more points and maybe 100 less yards still would have been big for the Chiefs. I think that's how big of a difference Eric Bear would have had if he was playing. He has a sore heel, didn't play. Some optimism that he is going to play next week against the Steelers. We don't know yet. We'll see how practice goes along. Uh, Hopefully he'll be available. He did make the trip, but was inactive against the Chargers. Number two, and I don't agree with this, but a lot of teams do it. uh, Especially Andy Reid's teams, as we have seen many times. I'm very certain that the defense, the Chiefs defense, played very soft in the fourth quarter. Again, I don't agree with it. But they weren't playing aggressively in that fourth quarter. You didn't see the secondary try as hard. You didn't see the front seven go after Phillip Rivers as hard as they were earlier in the game. Now, maybe they were tired at some point. Time of possession was a big part of that, and I'll read that a little bit later. But the Chiefs just weren't playing as aggressive when Phillip Rivers and the Chargers marched down the field for a couple of touchdowns, and once the game got a little bit closer, once it was a 10-point game, you saw the defense do a little bit better and play a little bit more uh, aggressive, uh, trying to prevent the Chargers from making it close. Now, number three, Evan Washburn, the sideline reporter for the uh, for the game, sounds a lot like Trent Green, by the way. He mentioned that the Chargers had, at halftime he mentioned this, had dominated time of possession, and that ended up being the case uh, in the final uh, part of the game. Uh, that hurt Kansas City's defense because of the heat they were dealing with in L.A. Here was time of possession for the Chargers. 34 minutes, 26 seconds. For the Chiefs, 25 minutes, 34 seconds. Now listen, I know in the NFL, they, they have these cooling stations. They tr- they have the fans. They have the, the, the water. The managers are there trying to keep these guys as cool and fresh as possible. It can get a little bit harder as the game goes along in the thir- third or fourth quarter when you're dealing with some some heat in, in those games. And I know Ron Parker had to step out at one point because of the heat I, I, Washburn mentioned. Uh, but listen, both sides of the football are dealing with it. I know it can impact one uh, team a little bit more if time of possession is uneven. And that was the case for Kansas City in this football game. Look at the, the total first downs. The Chargers had 33. The Chiefs had only 19 in this game. But obviously that didn't tell the story of this football game, did it now? So overall, defensively, I think with some of those things you, you take into consideration, uh, I, I, look, I'm not going to get worked up about it. Here's the other thing. I know there were lots of drops in this game for the Chargers. Everyone's talking about the drops and how the Chargers could have probably beat the Chiefs had it not been for those drops, and I fully agree. I fully agree. But at the end of the day, I will gladly take luck over losing. There were tons of drops in this game from LA, and that's definitely something they're going to work on in practice this week. But look, Chiefs fans want to complain about that. Do you know how many times Dwayne Bowe screwed the Chiefs over with the drops he had? How many times do you think opposing teams apologized because Dwayne Bowe dropped a pass against them? How many? They didn't. They saw Kansas City hurt themselves with those drops, and they couldn't obviously get into the end zone as much. So they took advantage of it. That's what the Chiefs did in this football game. Listen, there's going to be a game this year where the Chiefs either commit a lot of penalties, 
uh, or have a lot of drops themselves, or maybe Patrick Mahomes has a terrible game and throws four or five interceptions. Guess what? The opposing team isn't going to apologize and say, look, we only won because the Chiefs made tons of mistakes. No, they're going to say, we won because the Chiefs made tons of mistakes and we took advantage of their mistakes and executed. That's what you have to do in the NFL. You can't just sit here and feel so sorry and so bad because Phillip Rivers can't connect with his receivers in the end zone. It's not Kansas City's fault. Now, sure, it is Kansas City's fault that they're getting wide open, and that definitely needs to to be worked on. I'm sure Bob Sutton and Andy Reid and the rest of the defensive coaching staff, they are going to work on that this week. And one other thing I will say, uh, and and some of the defensive uh, highlights I I do want to touch on here, uh, D. Ford got a sack on Rivers and pressured him quite a lot in that first half. Justin Houston also hurried Phillip Rivers a couple of times in the second half. We didn't see some consistency in this duo, but this duo has potential. We just need some consistency from these two guys here. And if we can do that, and I really, I'm sure the Chiefs will put a strong emphasis on this uh, in practice this week with the front seven and, and the pass rushing. But if we get consistency, look at what the Chiefs can do against the Steelers and several and several other games from here on out. That's going to really help the secondary in the backfield. And that's something I think really you're going to need to rely on your pass rush to do well consistently in order to not allow so many open plays for opposing teams. Because that will hurt Kansas City at some point if they don't work on that. And I really do think they'll work on that this week in practice, especially given what we saw from the Steelers in their uh, draw against the Browns. Steven Nelson, Kendall Fuller both actually looked very solid in this game. Uh, Steven Nelson exceeded my expectations, did better than I thought he would as he's trying to bounce back from a bad 2017 season. And like I said, like most players on this defense, they have room to improve. Uh, But I thought Nelson and Fuller did some good things in this football game. Ron Parker uh, back after being cut, almost like he never left. Got a big interception as the Chargers were getting close to the red zone. Came away with a big play. They called it back because uh, he had 41 yards uh, that he returned from that pick, but he was down when he got that pick, which is fine. I'll still take that. The Chiefs ended up scoring on that uh, ensuing drive anyway. Uh, So I'll definitely take that. And Anthony Hitchens, some good, some bad moments from him, but he had 15 tackles, which leads the league prior to Sunday Night Football. So he was very active in this game and his debut with the Kansas City Chiefs, and I think he and Reggie Ragland can definitely do some good things. They came away with some key stops in the first quarter, forcing two field goals. At one point, before they kicked the second field goal, Rivers, on a fourth and two, was trying to get the Chiefs to jump off sides and instead couldn't do so. So they put out Caleb Sturgis out there to uh, to, to to get the field goal for them. And Sturgis missed the field goal in the end uh, that the Chargers tried to attempt. And by the way, special teams, not just Tyreek Hill, but I thought DeAnthony Thomas, he had a much better moment on special teams when he forced the fumble against Justin Jones. Uh, James Winchester jumped on top of it, recovered it. Uh, and that was... Uh, where the Chiefs eventually got their second touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill, his third overall touchdown of the day. Harrison Butker, one of one field goals. Didn't see a lot of Harrison Butker because the red zone offense was much better in this game. And Pat Mahomes led his team to four touchdown plays 
on uh, through the air, uh, which you definitely need. And Dustin Colquitt also played very well. Five punts, three of them inside the 20, including one inside the five. So a great game all around. And I know defensively, a lot of things need to be worked on there. But I thought the pass rush definitely made uh, a difference at times. And those two early stops in the first quarter definitely helped Kansas City. Because had it not been for those two stops... Uh, and of course those drops, but also the uh, fumble recovery on special teams and the missed field goal from Sturgis. At the end of the day, that could have also made a difference for for the Chargers. So so people want to use the drops and all of that. Well, look, uh, yeah, sure, the, the, the Chargers need to work on that, but that wasn't the only factor in why they lost. They couldn't get into the end zone early because Kansas City's defense was was playing well. Uh, you have the, the, the fumble recovery on special teams. Uh, that, that Kansas City got, uh, which obviously hurt uh, L.A. early on, or, or late in the game, excuse me. And then you also had, uh, uh, gosh, what was it? Oh, the interception to, to Ron Parker as they were getting close to the red zone. So you had so many big plays that were still made by this defense and on special teams that, uh, listen, uh, I think people forget that there were still some highlights made by this defense in this football game, and that helped them come away with a 10-point win on the road, and they have another road game starting the season back-to-back on the road, unfortunately. Uh, That hasn't happened since 2007 when they went on the road. I can't remember who they played in Week 1. I think it was Houston, and then they played Chicago in Week 2 before playing Minnesota at home in Week 3. That was when Herm Edwards was the head coach, uh, who, by the way, is doing great things over at ASU. Uh, But, man, uh, you've got to like what you saw from the Chiefs in this football game. No complaints at all from me. A uh, lot of great things on offense. Some improvement with the, with the offensive line near the end, and the running game needs to be better. More players need to be active in the passing game. But you'll take w- what you you had in this game, and you'll try to improve on it defensively. Some highlights were made that I think were overshadowed because of the open receivers that you saw from LA and the amount of yards given up. And by the way, here's the other thing. A lot of the yards was due to the end of the game when the secondary for the Chiefs had lots of receivers covered. And so Rivers had the short passes to Melvin Gordon. uh, And he had a lot of those. More to be exact, Gordon had nine catches for 102 yards because he had so many catches near the end of the game. He was the only one uncovered. And it was easier to let him get the the, the catching plays because... He would be stopped 10, 12 yards afterwards, and time would still run out uh, or, or keep going. So that's why you saw him come away with a lot of catches in the fourth quarter. Then on special teams, the Tyree Kill play, obviously huge. And then Tyree Kill with that fumble uh, that he forced, recovered by Winchester, that also made a big difference for the Kansas City Chiefs. And again, you 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 make big plays on all three phases. Uh, the the interception from Parker, uh, the two stops early in the game, and that fumble uh, that, that was forced uh, from Dat. You got a lot of help from from your defense and special teams more than I think people uh, really recognize. So I'm choosing to look at this with a glass half full rather than half empty, and I hope people can understand that because sure, if the Chiefs don't improve with the coverage. Yeah, it's going to hurt them in, in the long run, but I do trust that it'll get better. I, I think given what you saw in this game from your pass rush, you know there's potential to do even better. And I think Kansas City will do better in Week 2 when they face the Steelers. Uh, and I'm sure they're going to put an emphasis on that in practice this week with, with the pass rush, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Steelers-Browns, that ended in a tie. I'm confident Casey can take advantage of Pittsburgh's woes. 
and possibly get another win on the road. I'll, I'll just say that right now. Uh, I don't have a, a, an exact prediction yet, but I like Kansas City's chances here. If Cleveland can do, uh, Cleveland's defense can do all of that against Pittsburgh, man, wh- what about Kansas City with that offense and what they're able to do? The Browns didn't execute offensively. Yeah, sure, they came back in the fourth quarter, down 21-7, forcing overtime, but Roethlisberger, four interceptions in this game. And man, I'm not saying he throws another four interceptions, but I don't think he's going to have a very good game against Kansas City. I know generally the Steelers, they do well uh, coming off a very bad game, but I think this one is going to be a lot different because momentum will be a big part of it given who the quarterback is for the Kansas City Chiefs and the kind of game he had against the Chargers. That is something the Steelers need to take into account. Next episode, we'll break down the game between the Chiefs and the Steelers. Speaking of the Steelers, James Conner shined out running back for the Steelers. What does that mean for Le'Veon Bell? Ryan Fitzpatrick had an amazing game for the Bucks, filling in for Jameis Winston, but I don't think it'll last very long. And also, should the Saints utilize Alvin Kamara more? Also, hear which former Chiefs player is getting a lot of flack from his new team's fan base. All of that we'll touch on next episode. Like my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Farzine Vesugian. I appreciate all of you guys who joined in for the Facebook Lives at halftime and after the game. We will do that again for the Steelers game. So please, if you haven't done so, like the Facebook page and join us for the Facebook Live videos. Again, we will do it every halftime and after the game. So join us for the Facebook Live videos, uh, facebook.com slash Farzine Vesugian. Follow me on Twitter at Farzine21 and email me Farzine at Farzine Vesugian. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Hit the share button as well. Spread the word and let your friends know about the Chief Zone Podcast. Appreciate all of you guys joining me for this victory recap edition of the Chief Zone Podcast. Hopefully we can make it uh, another victory recap episode next week. But before that, we will have our preview edition, the Chiefs and the Steelers. We will break that down Thursday. That will be available Thursday morning for you guys. Until then... Hope you all had a great weekend. Enjoy Monday Night Football and the rest of your week. Talk to you on Thursday.